Here's a totally random question to start the show. Do you have any favorite apps that you're currently using? I do. Oh, like, you know, if you said that 10 years ago, do you have any favorite apps? People would be like, oh, I love potato skins. Yeah. Oh, mozzarella sticks. Boom. Give me any, <laughs> give me a dumpling. That's We're my favorite a app. Different time now. Yeah. Um, or do you want me to tell you what my favorite app are? Yeah. Cause are? I, yes. And I'm glad you do because I have two that I want to share. Um, so mine, my number one right now is the sweat app. Is that, uh, is that the workout app with the woman with the accent? Yes. Chef loves this woman's accent because she is like such a mean workout person with like what she's having us do. Like it's torture, but she says it in an Australian accent. So it's very nice. And she is also, she's not like aggressive about it. She's just, a, you know, says like push ups, two sets of 12 begin. Yeah, she's very pleasant. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the Sweat app is like on-demand workouts, but they kind of – they make up a schedule for you, and it's 28 minutes a day, six days a week, um, and they tell you what to do. So it's nice, and they show you what to do, and there's no, like, music or anything, but I'm super into it. Um, there's – I'm motivated by like sticker charts, so to speak yeah. and stuff like that, you know, like uh -huh. where I could see like where I can cross things off and stuff. Yeah. And this one, you get little trophies for every accomplishment that you do. So I'm like really into that because you're supposed to get, you know, I'm supposed to get six, seven, eight trophies this week. Has this taken the place of solitaire grand harvest? Cause that was an issue for a while. Um, I had a major solitaire grand harvest problem. The only reason here's the thing. When I stopped playing solitaire grand harvest, then I stopped for a while. Cause I know I can't just dabble in playing. Got it. Like either I'm playing constantly with all my free time or I'm not at all. So you're out right now. So right now I'm out. Okay. Um, what other apps? Oh, I will say I was perusing around the Marriott app, the Bonvoy thing or whatever. And uh -huh. they actually do have a really good app. Yeah. They have the app that we were talking about that lets you request some extra towels or request a late checkout, all that stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. And it lets you like easily peruse hotels. So you can stay at a hotel. You can find a hotel, go to the hotel, check into the hotel. Mm -hmm. And stay at the hotel and never have interaction with a human being. Yeah. What a terrific vacation. What about you? Um, but the two apps that sparked this, um, the first one is called Mix Captions. Okay. M-I-X-C-A-P-T-I-O-N-S. Um, it puts captions on videos automatically. Like it, it, but is it actually like accurate? Bizarrely accurate. Okay, really. I feel like anytime we've ever used a transcription type nope. thing, it is so awful. This one is so good. Uh, you do have to change some of the punctuation because it goes by your cadence, so it might put a period in when it's just a long. Got it. Okay. Common necessary pause, but um, it works really, really well. So that's called mixed captions. And when I posted a couple captioned videos on my Instagram. A, a shocking number of people said, oh, my gosh, how did you caption that? So mm. that's how. And the other one, this is going to sound totally random, but I use it every day. It's called Captio, mm -hmm. C-A-P-T-I-O. If you are a person who uses your email as a to-do list and who emails yourself things as reminders. Oh, I do that all the time, yeah. Captio is is a notepad. It's exactly what it looks like. Let me open mine up. It's a blank notepad. Okay. And when you hit set save, you save your note, 
it emails it automatically to whatever email address you've typed in there. So you don't have to open your email program, get distracted by things that are in your inbox, type in your mm -hmm. own email address, blah, blah, blah. It sends it to yourself from yourself directly from the app. Interesting. And it's called Captio. So those are my favorite apps. The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful for turkey sandwiches. I don't know. They're so good. I don't know why. I've been thinking about turkey sandwiches a lot the past few days, but I've had more than one and they've all been delicious. I love a good turkey sandwich. My name is Callie Dollar and I'm grateful for socks. I injured our child and I mean, there was blood and I came downstairs. I brought Ellie downstairs after I injured her and who was crying? You were. And who was not crying? Um, Ellie was actually laughing. <laughs> so I was doing, and I know that there's like different, we have all these different nail tools and they're fancy or whatever, but I, I don't know. I prefer to clip her fingernails. So I was doing that and I was clipping it. I don't know if she moved. I honestly blocked it out because I am a little traumatized by it, but I cut her skin with the fingernail and she was bleeding and she started screaming and she probably screamed for 30 seconds and then she was done. And I was full on bawling like multiple times the day it happened, which was like, what, two days ago, when, three days ago. A, a couple things about this whole the process very quickly. And then we can, we can go back to your mental health about it. Um, number one, when Callie brought Ellie down and and said what had happened, you were clear. Ellie clearly had, was fine, right? I looked at it; it was a cut. It was fine, but I did hop on the internet to see what should be done. Uh, there are a lot of people on the internet on the mom boards who say only cut your kids' fingernails when they're sleeping. Have you ever considered that? Well, I did when she was a newborn, but when she's sleeping now, I want her to be sleeping. Well, and... I can't sneak attack her. Well, and wouldn't she move more now than if she was awake? Like, if she's awake, you can kind of, like, wrestle her in and well, hold her I, hand real yeah. tight. Okay. Yeah, I think my mistake was doing toes and hands all at the same time. Oh, you got cocky about it. I got really cocky <laughs> and it was on my last hand that I did that. So I think, you know, because she is so good about sitting there still. But I think after two feet and one hand, she's just like, okay, let's get up now. Let's do something else. So I totally pushed my luck. To a, I to a baby, that's an eternity. It is. And I felt horrible. I mean, I was full on bawling when I came downstairs and I was like, I hurt our baby. And it was the first time she'd ever bled. And I just, uh, it just made me feel so bad. Do I felt like the worst human ever. Are you okay now? Yeah, but I still, like I was looking at her finger earlier today and I'm still like, the thing is it's healed. It's healing. 
It looks like a little paper cut now. However, the nail, I did not actually get to cut off because I cut her. Yeah. So she still has half a nail dangling there that I can't. Can you just chew that off? I'm not touching it. I just, I am like sick thinking about it. You can touch it. How about you do it? Chew it off? Uh I don't trust my teeth. I feel like your teeth are sharper and I don't know if I can do (laughs) that. I don't think I could do it. It would weird me out, I think. Like I've seen you chew your own fingernails. No, I don't. Never chew my fingernails. You, you do never. Huh. It weirds you me. You just out. pick. Yeah, I pick at the, the cuticles. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing that struck me that I thought was so terrible when I was reading, because Callie was really, right when it happened. Callie was so upset, and I said, "Look, go upstairs." Like she kept putting, like she was putting a wrapping a cloth around it. As though, I was trying to stop the bleeding. But it was a t- it was one drop of blood. It was bleeding, and she's a baby. So I said to Callie, "Go upstairs with Ellie. Let just d- stop. Put him. Just let it sit for a minute. I'm gonna go get on the internet. So I look up what to do, and amongst the guidance of what to do, there were people who had posted and said this happens. So it happens to so many people, and people are writing things like, "My husband got so mad at me.'" No. And I couldn't imagine you coming down here and me saying, How dare you? Right. As though I would do it on purpose, especially when I was so upset about it. Now, you could be listening to this thinking, Oh my gosh, you guys are massive drama queens. We are. And a year ago, I would have said the same thing. I would have been like, Oh my gosh, how dumb are you? So you nicked the kid. Who cares? She bled. She's fine. It's when you're the one hurting something that small. I promise you it is different. Like I feel like teachers would feel the same way. Like if you've ever accidentally like given a kid in your class, like a paper cut or a tiny, if you have ever done something or like a nurse accidentally done something to a tiny human, oh no, it just feels horrible. Yeah. It feels horrible. Like I'm sure there's a teacher who's opened a door too quickly and knocked some little kid right in the head. Oh my gosh. You got to send the kid home with a black eye and like, so are you okay now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry that happened. You're so upset. I was so upset. Thank you for not being mad at me. And solidarity to anyone else who has ever accidentally hurt a tiny human. It sucks. I I want to ask you some questions about uh, about home shopping. Okay. So let's say we mean home. Oh, like buying a house. Buying a house. Home shopping. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say that. We found a home that we liked. Okay. Yeah. I want you to tell me if these different situations would cause you to pass on the home. Okay. If the home was beautiful and it was exactly what you liked, but you learned that something bad happened in the home, would you pass on it? Pass. 21% of people would pass. That is low. I thought that too. I bet our listeners would be totally different because there are so many crime junkies that listen to this show that I, and Dateline Watchers, no, 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 no. Our listeners would be like 80%. Uh, What about um, if there was a superstition about the house that that like if you, um, like if it had like an unlucky street number or was on the, the, the name of the street was the last name of the worst boss you ever had. If there was some sort of. 
if it put me in a bad mood every time I saw it, um, pass, but no, I don't think that's a big deal. I don't, I'm not very superstitious with numbers. 38% of people would pass. Higher than the, than the, yep. No. Yep. That is stupid. What about if you just went inside the home and felt bad vibes? Immediately leave. Get out of there. Someone's in the closet. What about, don't even look. Uh, 21% of people. What would you do for these? Um, the energy thing is a game changer for me. Something bad happened in the home. I honestly don't know. I don't think that would bother me. Hmm. Bad vibes would bother me much more. Yeah. And the superstition thing would bother me much more. But are you superstitious about numbers? Like, would you not buy a house that was 13? I'm not superstitious about numbers, but if, if the name of the street was a bad energy person in my world, I would have a hard time with that. Really? Uh-huh. Because, like, every time you write your address, you're like, mother. Yep. Yep. Uh, If there's a cemetery, a joint, the property um, shares a fence with a cemetery. Yes or no? Um, I don't have a problem with that. I actually find cemeteries quite fascinating and beautiful. Thinking of our child and what it would be like as a child to grow up next to a cemetery, I think would be so freaky. 39% of people would not live near a cemetery. Now, on the flip side... Here's something interesting. Plus, like, the ground shifts. And then, like, what if you're just digging in your backyard to plant some flowers and you hit? It's good fertilizer. (laughs) Uh, On the flip side, 35% of people would pay extra if the home's street number was their lucky number or there was some other coincidence, positive coincidence. I would not. Would you? I wouldn't pay extra, but I would be – I think I would – feel the vibe of that house a little bit more than another house. Hmm. So what's your lucky number? A three or eight or 11. Hmm. I don't like those numbers. Well, I don't like three or 11. I don't like God numbers. You don't like God numbers? Odd. Oh, numbers. I was like, what makes that? a They're God God's number? numbers, Jeff. <laughs> All numbers are God's numbers. You fool. <laughs> I read an article that took me back to an article that you guys, um, on one of your previous shows. And I can't remember which one talked about, and it was specifically pertaining to women saying that women shouldn't do things. Do you remember talking about this? Like women shouldn't say, I just want to whatever, like take just out of the equation of your vocabulary. Oh yeah. It was, um, small adjustments to the way you say things. And it was, it was for women and it was making small adjustments like if you are late to a meeting, you shouldn't immediately ro- rush in and go, I'm so sorry for being late. The apology thing is huge. I think about that all the time. You would instead get into the meeting and go, thank you guys so much for being patient with me. Not because you're not sorry, but because in a work environment, a lot, of, you. Yeah. a lot of men wouldn't say. Well, and even I think it was even things that I've noticed that I do like – I apologize when it should be someone else, but just in passing, like if someone almost hits me with their grocery cart, I'm like, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Even though it's not mine. Even though they're the ones who aren't looking. Right. Anyways, stuff like that. But it got in my head so much that when I saw this article about like word choices, I immediately thought of that. And I was like, oh, this is really good. And one of them super hit me because and I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but a therapist years ago taught me this. And I thought it was so smart about getting the words should and have to 
like getting rid of those words. Okay. And I used to always say in therapy that I feel like I should whatever. I should feel happy about this. I should want to do this. I should whatever. Should is dumb. What is should? So you're should say, nothing. So you according re- to who? You move the re- word should um when it's used as an expectation. Yeah, like right. you're you're taking away from your own feelings like Got it. you shouldn't feel any way but you feel the way you feel. You know what I mean? Like yes. the way you feel is totally valid. So saying I should feel happy for this person but I'm not says who? No you you don't have to. There's no law. Um which is what my therapist taught me that I thought was really great. Um, Here's what's the other one that I was so excited about. You said should and oh, should and have to were connected to each other. Yeah. Got it. Uh, The other one is I think. Okay. In the context of I think we'll be doing better next quarter. I think we're going to have a good year. I think like it diminishes people. This was in um, reference to leadership and how as a leader, if you say, I think something that it does something to people who are underneath you, like their brains, like people want their leaders to be confident and assertive. So saying we're going to have a better quarter next year, it does first quarter, whatever. That is a small adjustment, but it makes sense because when you say, I think blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You are, it almost, it gets framed, even though it could be factual, it's almost framed as an opinion. And I think if you're, and what, if dang it. And, (laughs) (laughs) and if that one slipped off the tongue so easily, easily, I've got to work on that. When you, it's hard to not say, I think when you Say things like, I think, before you say whatever it is that you believe. Uh Uh-huh. It takes away from your confidence in what you're saying. So if you're in a meeting with all executives, you don't have to be the boss. And you say, well, I think we should whatever. Yeah. No. We should be doing this. This is what should happen. No. Dang it. You can't say shit either. We We are doing this. Um. This is the best method. This is the plan going forward. This is the plan going forward. When we execute this plan, we will be more profitable this year than we were last year. Rather than, I think this is what we should do. Whew, that's hard. Yeah. Well, good luck with it. Yeah. I. The problem is I don't even realize I'm doing it. If you don't need an extra $999, you can ignore the next 20 seconds. If... would help you, then listen up. Text the word FISH, F-I-S-H, to 800-434-5454. That puts you in the running for our March of Appreciation grand prize of $999. And it also puts you in uh, the drawings from now until the end of the month for our daily prizes. You can go to callieandjeff.com and see a list of all the prizes that are still available. And on April 1st, we will draw the winner for the 999 bucks. So once again, fish to 800-434-5454. Don't forget, you can enter with every single word 
to get more chances to win. So go back and listen to old episodes if you uh, are missing any words and make sure you're subscribed so you get the, all the rest of the words this month. I am a new mom to a four-month-old, and I'll be totally honest with you. I have no idea what we're doing, but we ordered Ellie a KiwiCo crate. Now, she got the panda crate because she's four months old, and I was kind of unsure what it was going to look like and feel like because she's so young. I was kind of thinking like, okay, really, other than like learning how to you know, pick up things with her hands, what are they going to teach her? But the panda crate was super awesome. It was age-appropriate. It had toys of four for Ellie at this stage that we're helping her development. And the coolest part is it teaches you as a parent why these developmental things are important. And this isn't just for babies. They have crates available for kids of all ages. And as they get older, they get into different projects that are age appropriate. They're all educational. There's something that the whole family can do. And it's really cool to learn new things with your kid from the experts at KiwiCo. With KiwiCo, there's something for every kid or kid at heart every month. Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with the code upside at KiwiCo.com. That's 30% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code upside. I've told this story before, but when I was a kid, I didn't know that my vision was bad until I got glasses. And all of a sudden, I could see the difference between what I was used to and what clarity was with my glasses on. It was amazing. That's what therapy is like. You just know something is off. You don't know what it is. Then you go to therapy, and after a few sessions, you find that clarity. It's amazing, but you gotta get into the therapist's office. And that can be intimidating. I recommend starting with betterhelp.com. You can meet with a therapist from the comfort of your own home. You just go online, you take a quiz to evaluate your needs, and then they match you up with a therapist or counselor that you talk to in a confidential online environment from your own house. If you don't love that therapist, they'll find you a different one. So many people are using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. There's a reason for that. Therapy works and BetterHelp makes therapy easy. I want you to start living a happier life today. As an Upside listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash upside. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. The bra fitting experience is so uncomfortable all the way around. I hate doing it. And that's why I have typically avoided buying new bras for years. Okay, maybe like a decade even. That's how much I hate it. Well, enter Third Love. They just launched the fitting room, which helps you find the perfect fitting bra for you in the comfort of your own home. So what you want to do is go to thirdlove.com slash upside. They'll ask you a bunch of questions and then they will determine the correct size for you. Now, if you have any questions about the experience or you're not sure you're getting the right fit for you, there are fit stylists available for one-on-one -on -one chats to answer any questions you may have. And that's kind of like DM chats. It's not anything weird over video or anything like that. The fitting room has helped 18 million women find their true bra size. They helped me. I absolutely love it. I cannot say enough good things about how these bras fit, how they feel. My favorite is the classic t-shirt bra. You are going to love this company. You are going to love 
love the fit of their bras. Third Love knows your one true fit is out there. So right now they're offering upside listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash upside for 20% off today. Today's quote of the day, follow your passion. Be prepared to work hard and sacrifice. And above all, do not let anyone limit your dreams. I saw something yesterday and it said, you can't change what's going on around you without changing what's going on within you. And it made me think of a very specific change that has happened in our life as a result of doing gratitude. And I think this has happened to both me and it's happened to me. It's happened to Jeff. And the thing about gratitude and living a more, I don't want to, it is living a more upsidey life, but I don't want to say that and have people be like, oh, that's not upsidey. You know what I mean? Because I feel like when we say that, people kind of hold it to us and, and hold it over our heads. And Wait, what do you mean? Like the reason that we call our show is the upside, call it the upside is because we're constantly looking for, to live our life on the upside. Right. Right. But I feel like when people get mad at us, they're like, well, that's not very upsetting. Oh, like, yeah. I just, you know, I hate that. It drives me nuts. People think that if just because you decide to be grateful or decide to be optimistic or decide to look for the upside, um, they will hold that over your head when you have any negative feeling. Yes. So if you post online that, oh, I went to this restaurant to, or I went to the store today to get a, a sandwich to go and it took 30 minutes and there wasn't even a line. Why does it take that long to make a sandwich? Somebody will, without fail, right back and go, that doesn't sound very upsidey. Maybe they were having a bad day. Right. So anyways, that was like a total tangent that I didn't need to take. But my point is, is that we constantly are trying to live a more positive life every day in some respect. And I think one of the things that's really notable is that when you start practicing gratitude and you start really making changes within yourself, you will notice a complete shift also in the people around you. And if you're someone that's looking around and you feel really unfulfilled by the people in your life, meaning there's always drama or there's always, and it makes you feel uncomfortable Instead of trying to change all the people around you, the change will come when you change. So once you start, and yes, once you start making adjustments to yourself, those people in those situations will just fall away because you will have put up a, I don't want to say a, a like you, you're not putting on a suit of armor to deflect those things but you become less responsive to them. And they become less responsive to you and the changes in your life. And I, I look at the, the people that were in our lives seven years ago, like before we started doing any of this, and it's a completely different vibe of people. Yes. Totally different. And not all of those people, it was like this huge thing where we're like, oh, well, we're trying to make our life better. So we're cutting you out and all that stuff. But it's just interesting how as you change and as your life changes and your perspective changes, um, what's going on, the stuff that goes on around you also changes. So you are the center of 
change. And I think that's a really broad statement and it can go for anything. But if you want to see change around you, you start with yourself. And it and it natural it's just so interesting that you bring that up because it just naturally, I never thought of it, but it just naturally occurs. Like once you adjust yourself, things just it's like like you've rerouted the river. Yes. And it just charts a new path. It's really cool. Yeah. All right, here are my three random things for today brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. That was so powerful. Like, I Was feel, it? Yeah. Like it really, I mean, people talk about making these complete changes in their life, right? And like, oh, I want, I want to have a different group of people. I want to have a different job. I want to have a different attitude. I want to have a different whatever. And all of that happened to us simply by practicing gratitude every single day. And I think it could also be like if you are in a super miserable relationship or even a marriage, which is a really hard thing to say or to admit to yourself. But, you know, like when you change, there might be changes in your life that are, you know, hard, but change starts with you changing. And then and then you'll notice even if it's hard, things around you, around you start to shift forward the better. All right. Well, this will be 180 degrees from uh, that powerful statement. Uh, but 73% of pet owners will let their furry friends stay in the bedroom while they're doing it. Might don't, as, don't, com don't comment on it because my parents listen to the show. There's nothing to comment on. Okay, good. Our dogs excuse themselves. Like they know that something's about to happen and they both just leave, which is so odd. How do they know? But in our house, there's nothing more romantic than the click clack of a beagle's two long nails retreating down the hallway. <laughs> nothing will put us in the mood better than that. All right. Uh, the most popular baby names for the last 100 years. I feel like Three Random Things has had a few baby names list recently. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought this was interesting because it takes the most popular names of the past century. Uh, for boys, number one, James. Oh. So my dad has the- Trendsetter. Is a trendsetter. Has the number one baby name of the past 100 well, and years. Ellie. And Ellie, who's named after my dad. Ellie, Ellie James. James. Uh, James is number one. John is number two. Your middle name? Robert, Michael, William, David, Richard, Joseph, Charles, Thomas. That's the men's list. The most popular female names. Would you like to guess- the number one female baby name. Of the century? Of the century. Catherine. Mary mm. is number one. Followed by Patricia. Followed by Elizabeth. So look at. We're such trendsetters. Elizabeth James. Or no, we're not trendsetters. We are. Go with the flowers. We're just like everybody else. Mary, Patricia, Elizabeth, Jennifer, Linda, Barbara, Susan, Margaret. I had a grandmother, Margaret. I had a cat, Margaret. Uh, you had a cat named Margaret? Yeah. That's we good. didn't name her, but we inherited her and her name. Uh, Dorothy and Jessica rounds out the most popular women's names. And those are my three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. I'm not going to lie. I'm a tiny bit nervous because later today I have my 
initial your coach call, my initial call or whatever with the coach slash mentor person. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it's just, it truly is just like a discovery call mm-hmm. to find out exactly what he does and to explain to him what I struggle with and just see if there's a fit. But I'm, why am I nervous about it? Because you're being vulnerable, but I think it's good. I think it's really good that you're doing it. So it's not a nervous, it's not like a, yeah. It's not like a nervous, like, ooh, what's gonna happen? It's a, or ooh, I hope I don't screw something up. It's a nervous, like, what if this changes my whole life? Yeah. What if just changes the direction of my life forever? Wow. Yeah. Deep. So um, I'll tell you all about it on tomorrow's episode of The Upside, but wish me luck. The call happens this afternoon. Hey guys, it's Dana. I was just listening to your episode where Jeff has the imposter syndrome and thinking about a life coach. I'm kind of kind of going through a similar situation because I'm a nurse practitioner and um, I also have like, I mean, I'm overweight and things like that. And I struggle with depression and I, all the time feel like I'm in this profession where I'm supposed to be, you know, an, an example, yet I'm... <laughs> I'm not, you know, so so anyway, I recently did the whole thing that you're talking about, a life coach, and it turned into, I did it for a few weeks, and she was great, but she makes you start digging through things, and when that happened, I kind of shut down, and it turned into bad depression, so actually, she advised that I pause and go back through, like, talk therapy and stuff like that, and get that all squared away before I start back in the life coach thing, because I guess all of the the sadness and the depression was kind of holding me back from doing better. So clearly I'm not ready. Anyways, I love you guys and hope you're having a good day. You know, some days I get really confident and I think I don't need any coffee today. I got great sleep last night. And then by early afternoon, I'm dragging. Luckily, we've got a supply of liquid IVs, energy multiplier here in the house. And I will drop some of that in water, drink it down, and I get the boost of about two cups of coffee hitting me pretty quickly. But it's not the jittery coffee type of energy. It's more of a sustained, awake feeling. And at the end of the day, it's out of my system. It doesn't keep me lying in bed wide awake at night. If you need an energy product that can sustain you throughout the day, Liquid IV Energy Multiplier is your solution. Grab your energy liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. Start fueling your adventures today at liquidiv.com, promo code UPSIDE. Jeff Dollar, I thought you were my spirit animal. But Tom Petty, really? You don't like Tom Petty? I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Hey, Callie and Jeff. It's Jackie from Woodstock, New York. I just wanted to say you're welcome for writing the description of your podcast. I'm so honored that you liked it so much. And I'm so happy. So you are so welcome. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Leslie. I had to pause episode 519 about poor Lily. Dudes, she had a never trust a fart moment. She didn't mean to poop in the bed. She really didn't. She had a never trust a fart moment. Sorry to say that on the 
voicemail, but I think it's funny. Anyway, bye. Hey, my name is Bryant, and I want to say that I do not like I said what I said. I said what I said. Hey, it's Brandy. I know we've done a lot of these, but this one's been weighing on me just a little bit. I don't get the fixer-upper thing, like the Chip and Joanna Gaines, Magnolia, whatever. I I don't get that design style. I just I have no desire to have shiplap in my home. Or, yeah, just no. Farm stuff, I get it's popular. It's just not for me. I said what I said. Hey, Callie and Jeff, listening to the show this morning, talking about concerts. I'm with you, Callie. I find them stressful all the way around. I don't want people in my bubble. So I recently went to a show at the Roxy Theater at the Battery in Atlanta. And let me tell you, COVID concerts are the way to go. Everyone has their own pod, even in the upper deck seating. Our group of five had our own spot. There was nobody in front or behind us in the you know, front or back rows. So as a short person, no one was blocking me. You ordered your drinks and food through you know, the link on your phone. Food came in, or drinks came in three minutes. Food came in five. There were no lines. It was absolutely incredible. So COVID concerts, the way to go. Highly recommend seeing a show at the Roxy before all of this ends so you can enjoy a stress-free concert as well. Mrs. Taylor, I love the show, and congratulations on going back to work, Callie, and I hope you have a stress-free first week. Love you guys. Bye. You can't be perfect without knowing what imperfect is. You have to experience imperfection at some point to go, now I'm perfect. I would urge anybody listening to really, really look into what their definition of success is, because it should be yours, not other people's perception and not their definition. So a win is always a win when you know what it is to you.